Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. It is so great to have you here with us on today's program. Our show today is brought to you by our friends over at Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundboard for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more information. On today's show, Duke Basketball defeats Syracuse over the weekend as the Blue Devils get back in the win column. We will recap that contest. We saw the Krzyzewskiville testing quiz released last week. I want to spend a little bit of time on that. And let's look around the ACC Conference of Basketball for a weekend recap here on this Monday edition of Locked on Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. I proudly serve as the host of this podcast. Follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. As you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Be sure to also subscribe to our Locked On Blue Devils YouTube page to watch the show daily. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen every single day. Duke wins 79-59 over Syracuse on Saturday as the Blue Devils improved to 15-3 overall on the season, 5-2 in ACC play. Syracuse falls to 9-10 on the year, 3-5 in the Atlantic Coast Conference. It was a 14-point lead for Duke at halftime, and in the second half, They really ran away with it. Duke was winning by 30-plus at certain portions of the second half with five minutes left to play. Mike Krzyzewski signaled for some walk-ons, including his grandson, Michael Savarino, to enter into the contest. And so with that being said, that shows you how much Duke was winning, how dominant they were. Five minutes left to go, and he's making a change like that. You don't really see that too often from Coach K, but he felt good about where the game was at, pulled some subs in, and Duke was a winner on Saturday by 20. Individual performances for Duke, as the Blue Devils did, in fact, play without Trevor Keels. He was in street clothes on the bench following his lower leg injury that he sustained last Tuesday night at Florida State. So Trevor Keels not in the lineup. Jeremy Roach back into the starting lineup, along with Paula Bancaro, A.J. Griffin, Mark Williams, and Wendell Moore Jr. Wendell Moore Jr. had eight turnovers in the previous two contests for Duke. He finishes with no turnovers for the Blue Devils to go along with eight assists. He scored 15 points and six rebounds. Coach K had challenged Wendell Moore Jr. He really responded to that and played well. I was reading a really good story over the weekend from Brendan Marks of The Athletic detailing sort of what this junior season has been like for Wendell Moore Jr. as the captain for Duke basketball. Go check out Brendan's story. I thought it was pretty awesome. Mark Williams finished with 15 points and seven rebounds for Duke. A.J. Griffin with 15 points and six rebounds on five of nine shooting from three-point range. And then Paula Bancaro had 15 points and 13 rebounds with four assists. So Moore Jr., Williams, Griffin, Bancaro all had 15 points for Duke. Jeremy Roach, the other starter, had six points and nine assists. A career-high nine assists for Jeremy Roach, although he continued to struggle shooting the basketball. Roach finished two of ten from the floor including two of eight from three-point range. So that's the one area of his game offensively that Jeremy Roach is still looking to be way more consistent in. He's still way too inconsistent 
with his jump shot and shooting the ball. But sharing it, he's done a great job, as you just heard on Saturday versus Syracuse. He had a career-high nine assists. Duke shared the ball really well. As a team, they had 25 assists. Again, I just said that Roach had nine. Remember, Wendell Moore Jr. had eight. And so, uh, yeah, 25 assists for Duke as a team on 30 made shots. The ball distribution was amazing. Syracuse playing that zone defense, you're doing everything you can to get an open look. I said they're thinking about how some teams attack it, and I guess sometimes guards think that, hey, it's the zone. I'm going to have a little bit more room to create my own shot by trying to attack the rain, hit some floaters or that sort of thing. Duke did a really good job not settling, right? They looked for great ball movement to open up shots closer to the basket, and then also great ball movement opened up tons of looks from the outside as they finished with 14 made three-pointers. They were 14 of 37 were the Duke Blue Devils from three-point range. That's 38%. A good clip for Duke at 14 threes is a really good number for them as a team to have made. Joey Baker, a really good game for Duke. Off the bench, he finished with 11 points. Uh, three of six shooting from three-point range for Joey. And then late in the second half, one of the final baskets that Duke had, Joey actually had a breakout dunk. A one-way, uh, one-handed excuse me, throw in with the right hand. Duke got a steal. Joey leaked out in transition. They got the ball up ahead of him, and he was able to knock it down. Duke won the rebounding battle 45-35. As we said, Wendell Moore Jr. had six. Mark Williams had seven. A.J. Griffin had six. Paulo Bancaro had 13. They did a really good job of cleaning up the glass. Duke did turn the ball over 15 times, including nine in the first half, but Duke was still winning by 14 at halftime. How, you might ask? Well, Syracuse was lousy. They could not make a shot. Duke did play good defense. They contested a lot of jump shots, but Syracuse, their leading scorer, uh, Buddy Beheim, finished with just seven points, including two of 15 shooting from the floor, one of 10 from three-point range. He was held scoreless in the first half of Saturday's game. Joe Girard III was one of the top guys, might have even been, I think he actually was, the best three-point shooter by percentage so far this season in the ACC. Joe Girard III, of course, a native of the state of New York. His final two in his recruiting were between Mike Krzyzewski and the Duke Blue Devils and then Jim Beheim in Syracuse. Obviously, Joe Girard III made the decision to play for Syracuse, but he finished with just seven points, three of 13 shooting, and one of nine from three. Again, just uh, the leading ACC three-point shooter goes one of nine from three first. Duke, that's a good winning formula for the Blue Devils. So without Trevor Keels, Duke picks up a 20-point victory over Syracuse. They will play the Orange a little bit later in the season. They've got a road game up to the Carrier Dome, but a fun game for Duke to walk away with a 20-point victory over Syracuse. Coming up next, let's take a look at the quiz. The tinting procedures are beginning inside Krzyzewskiville. We talk about that next here on Locked On Blue Devils. Hey, Duke fans, this is JJ Jackson with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. I'm talking about GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of GetUpside in the free app store or Google Play right now. Make sure you use the promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, and get a bonus 25 cents back per gallon on your first fill-up. That totals up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price anymore whatsoever when you go back to the pump. Make sure you get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. 
You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. Moving along here in Locked On Blue Devils, my name is JJ Jackson, the host of the program. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Find us on YouTube, Locked On Blue Devils. We are making the transition there in the near future. I promise you that. Get the final ducks in a row before we take it over there. It's going to be another way for you to uh, take in this Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Excited to make the move over to YouTube like many of my other colleagues here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe to our page. Also, if you're listening to us on the Apple Podcast platform, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. Type out a review. The algorithm only works if you spend a couple of minutes to type out something nice like, JJ, you're awesome, Duke is the greatest, whatever you want to say. Just type something, give me five stars, and we will be in business. All right, so last week, towards the end of the week, we had the Cameron Crazies going through Duke Hoops trivia to help determine the attendance in Krzyzewskiville and Duke men's basketball on Twitter at Duke MBB posted a link to the test. I thought this was unbelievable. It was the blue tinting entry test. And I just want to run through several of these questions. I might get to a point where I run through all of them because it was insane. So they posted the link and you saw pictures of Cameron Indoor, all these students laying down on the floor of Cameron Indoor Stadium, huddled up in their groups, filling out these quizzes. Here's what it sounded like. Point values are slated for each question. Incorrect guesses will result in negative points. Omitted or blank answers will result in zero points unless otherwise specified. You will have 60 minutes to complete this test as a team. You may separate pages, but please try not to fold, wrinkle, or tear the test. You may collaborate with your own tent group, not to any others. No cell phones, laptops, or tablets are allowed. This test is challenging and not necessarily designed to be completed in one hour. Complete as much as you were able to in the time provided. The 70 highest scoring tents will be allowed a blue tinting spot in Kville for the 2022 season. Results will be emailed to your tent captain in the next few days. All right, here are the questions. Number one, fill out the following table with all the current Duke men's basketball players, jersey numbers, positions, and hometowns. One point for each correct answer. Number two, Fill out the following table with the name and official job title of all the members of the current Duke men's basketball coaching staff. Number three, what were the final ESPN 100 rankings of each of the current freshmen on the team? One point for each correct player, one point for each correct associated rank. Are you kidding me? Three questions into this thing, and I'm already like, oh my gosh. I've always been someone who really, really, really prides myself on making sure I know jersey numbers, even for the walk-ons, I can go all the way back to someone like Todd Zaporowski, a walk-on for Duke wearing jersey number 52 in his days playing for the Blue Devils, right? Jordan Davidson wearing number one for Duke. I've always been good with that. But the, the hometowns on top of that, making sure everything is being spelled correctly, uh, the official ESPN 100 rankings for all the current freshmen, I could list all the current freshmen, but uh, I figure I might forget some of those rankings and the specified service, right? ESPN as opposed to 24-7 sports or arrivals or anything like that. Number four, what are the names of the recent recruits that came to stand in the student section during this year's countdown to craziness? 
What of those recruits have already committed by that point? Which of these recruits, if any, committed after the fact? One point for each of those correct answers. What was Duke's initial ranking in the AP poll this season? And what is our current ranking? Two points for each correct answer. When this test was given out, I, of course, knew that Duke was number six in the country. I believe the Blue Devils were ranked number nine in the AP poll to start the year, if memory solves correctly. Uh, Two players transferred to Duke this past summer. Which ones and what schools did they transfer from? One point each. Theo John transferred from Marquette. Uh, Bates Jones transferred from Davidson. List every regular season opponent Duke has faced this season in the order we have played them. Hint, Duke has played 17 regular season games so far. Five points for including all teams, three points for the correct order, two points or less, uh, or for two or less mistakes. That's a tough. All right, I'm taking a test with all my friends. No phone, no laptop, and you're supposed to memorize 17 games in order. Well, Kentucky was first, a couple of little schools there, and then you had Gonzaga, the big game for Duke. Gonzaga and Ohio State were back-to-back. They played Virginia Tech first in the ACC to start the season back on December 22nd. But remember the week where Duke had those three games and. The last day, the final opponent, which ended up being Elon, switched so many times, right? It was uh, it was originally scheduled to be Cleveland State, and then it was, I'm already forgetting who it was, Loyola, Maryland, I believe, and then Elon. I mean, that's a tough question to get there on the spot. Uh, let's keep it going. What was the date of the first official practice of this basketball season for three points? Which Duke games were canceled this season due to the NCAA COVID protocols? Which Duke games were postponed the season due to the NCAA COVID protocols? Give the opponent and date. Uh, which date do we play UNC at home this year? What day of the week is that? What time is tip-off? Well, we play UNC at home on a Saturday. I would imagine it's a 6 o'clock Eastern tip-off. Again, I'm not fact-checking any of these. I'm just amazed at some of these questions. Number 12, countdown to craziness. 2021 marked the first time that Cameron Indoor Stadium hosted a sold-out crowd in how many days? Wow, because attendance was limited a year ago. You probably have to go back to the 2019, or excuse me, the 2020, the March 2020 basketball game versus UNC, the Justin Robinson game, as it'll so famously always be known as uh, the last game before the season got shut down for COVID-19. Number 13, which Duke players were placed on the preseason watch list with the John R. Wooden Award from the Basketball Hall of Fame? Which Duke players were placed on the preseason watch list to win the Naismith College Player of the Year Award? Which Duke players were placed on the preseason watch list to win the Bob Cousy Award? Uh, which players were placed on the preseason watch list to win the Julius Irving Award, the Carl Malone Award, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award from the Basketball Hall of Fame this season? All of those questions worth two points each. Fill out the following table for the team leader in each statistic given along with the average number of that statistic they have recorded per game this season to the nearest 10th and their current rank in that statistic in the ACC. What? Points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, three-point percentage. Paulo Bencaro, uh, the leading point scorer for Duke, Wendell Moore Jr., the most assists. Wendell might be up there for rebounds, but uh, no blocks would definitely be Mark Williams and uh, Paulo and Mark rebound the ball as well. As of now, what is Duke's average margin of victory? This season, it was 17-something. I remember us talking about that uh, two weeks ago on Lockdown Blue Devils. They've done a really good job of having a high margin for victory. Uh, Number 21, against which opponents have we exceeded this margin for two points each? Well, 
Duke blew out Syracuse, but of course this quiz was given before that test uh, or before that game was played. What is Duke's largest margin of victory this season? What opponent did we achieve this against for two points each? How many points, blocks, rebounds, and assists did A.J. Griffin record against this team on that day for two points each? Uh, list every Duke player to have scored in double figures this season. Like, this is insane. Two points each, and if you list something wrong, you get penalized for a point. But we know Mark Williams has had a double-figure game. Theo John, that's a tricky one. But remember, recently, he had a 10-point game for Duke. Last weekend, he had 10 on 4-4 shooting, so he's in double figures. Uh, Joey Baker has been in double figures this season, as at you know, Wendell Moore Jr., Mark Williams, Trevor Keels, Jeremy Roach. I think that might be it for the Duke Blue Devils. List every player uh, to have recorded a double-double this season. List every player to have recorded a triple-double this season for two points each. Wendell Moore Jr., the only player to record a triple-double for Duke. I got that one right for sure. List every Duke player to have led our team in scoring for a game this season. That's a tough question. List every Duke player to have won an ACC Weekly Honor this season. Oh, my gosh. Which player was the first to score in this season's Countdown to Craziness? Which player led all scores across both scrimmages with how many total points? Who are Duke's tallest and shortest players, and what are their heights? Their tallest player is Mark Williams at 7'1". Their shortest player is the walk-on. Spencer Hubbard, I want to say is his name. I'm not quite sure on that one, but I do know he's the shortest player. I forgot his height. The Duke versus Gonzaga game played in T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas announced, or amassed, excuse me, the largest basketball crowd in Nevada State history. What was the in-person attendance at the game? Five points for the exact number, two points if you're within 100 people. What is the listed capacity for T-Mobile Arena? Like, how are you supposed to remember that? And this is determining who gets to sit or who gets blue tenting priority, which then turns into your best spots inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. In the preseason, which freshman broke Duke's record for consecutive reps of 185 pounds on the bench press? How many did he do? That, of course, was Trevor Keels. In the preseason, Coach K said Wendell Moore Jr., quote, he has been blank, not good. Fill in the blank for three points. I would imagine he said he has been great, not good, uh, if I remember that correctly. What Duke or what basketball magazine was Paulo featured on the cover of in November? Who surprised him with the announcement? It was the Slam magazine and it was John Shire. They posted that on social media and like on a Duke Blue Planet video. So that's the thing. You've got to be obsessed with Duke basketball in all aspects. And we're going to get into a little bit more of that now as we reach the miscellaneous part of this program. What is the date, month, day, and year that Theo John's dog, a German shepherd named Ava, was born? Are you kidding me? How much does Wendell Moore Jr. charge for a personalized video on Cameo? List the four cheers we do on offense in Cameron Indoor Stadium. What is the title of the official Duke team poster this season? What current Duke basketball player is the brother of another former Duke athletic star whose jersey has been retired? What is the sibling's name? The player is Mark Williams. The sibling is Elizabeth Williams. Her jersey has been retired inside Cameron Indoor Stadium, her number one jersey. What school did Duke play in a secret preseason scrimmage? What was the date and what city was it played? They played Villanova. I believe it was in Washington, D.C., if I remember. I do not know what day that was. In the video, Coach K season 42 that plays in camera before every game, what NBA player has a cameo and what does he say? Trevor and Paulo are initiating a new cheer in Cameron this year. Describe the cheer uh, and when to do it. 
What is hexing? When do we do it for two points each? Four tickets to Duke versus UNC and Cameron Indoor, the same game you're taking a test to go to right now, were auctioned off at a charity event before the season. What price did they sell for? Total, not each. And what was the charity? Name every neutral site that Duke has played in this season. Include both the city and the name of the arena. To the nearest thousand, how many Instagram followers does Paulo Banquero have? Are you kidding me? In the boxes below, draw Trevor Keels and Theo John's brand logos for three points each. In episode one of the Duke Basketball or Duke Blue Planet, what player bowled a turkey? What is Joey Baker's second favorite sport? What player's birthday did we celebrate during the game against Army? What player claims to have the best post-practice smoothies? Quote, better than Jamba Juice, Smoothie King, you name it, I got it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, do you hear all these questions? What is Mark Williams' hidden talent? After Armando Baycott posted a picture of himself, photoshopped arms, Duke responded with a picture of Theo flexing in the same pose with what hashtag? According to ESPN, how many pounds of sweat does Paulo lose per game? Seven. What solution was he adopted to prevent cramping? What former or current NBA players have the first name Paulo for two points each? I don't think anybody does. What is the sex of John Shire's next baby? Describe the gender reveal. Two points for the sex being correct and five points for good description. Uh, the sex was a male and he, uh, the basketball was passed back and forth amongst the players and then Shire dunked it. But what is Theo John's girlfriend's name? Who did he tag besides her in his most recent post on Instagram with her? What is the URL of Wendell Moore Jr.'s personal website? And describe the play that led to the reaction shown below from Nolan Smith for five points. It's a funny face that Nolan is making, and it was the Keenan Worthington put-back dunk is the right answer to that. Keenan Worthington, of course, a walk-on player for Duke. That's 67 questions for blue tinting entry in 2022. Unbelievable. Duke basketball fans are the best. They are so, so dedicated. That was fun to sort of run through those. When we come back, we take a look around the ACC, the basketball action that happened this weekend here on Locked on Blue Devils. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. Bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It might be even better. Built Bar makes it so much easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Too many times you're like, oh, I got to lose weight, but I don't want to eat what's healthy for me because it tastes like crap or it's terrible. That's not the case with Built Bar. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. And so that's why you got to try out Built Bar as they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Uh, as you go into the new year, make sure that you make Built Bar a part of your plan. There's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com to see what's new. Go to Built.com. Our promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your first order at Built.com. Final segment here today of Locked On Blue Devils. Had a lot of fun just a moment ago going through the blue tinting quiz for Krzyzewskiville for Duke basketball. 
as they're trying to get their spots in order for the upcoming game at the end of the season versus North Carolina. A moment ago, I told you about our friends over at Built Bar. Bring it up because I want to bring up social media plugs as well, at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore, and then at Bar underscore Built is Built Bar's Twitter account. Over the weekend, Matt Hopman reached out to me and said, at JJ Jackson, this one's for you. Uh, for hearing you advertise on Locked On Blue Devils every day, trying a new Built Bar for the first time. God, it's the best protein bar I ever had. Thanks, Matt. Really appreciate the shout-out there and appreciate you uh, listening to the program and then supporting our friends over at Built Bar. That's what it's all about. All right, so the ACC had a couple of awesome games over the weekend. Of course, Duke had the 20-point victory over Syracuse. Georgia Tech played on Sunday. They played Clayton State. Who? Clayton State is a Division II opponent from Morrow, Georgia. Because of COVID-19 postponements at this point in the season, we're seeing a couple of teams kind of play some odd uh, opponents on their schedule. You're like, why are they playing them this time of year? Well, the games had to be rescheduled. And so Georgia Tech wins 103-53 to over Clayton State as the Yellow Jackets are now 8-10 and overall on the season, 1-6 and in ACC play. Not good. Their only win is against Boston College. And the next two opponents this week for Georgia Tech, both are home games. Both are home games, and they take on Miami and Florida State. Uh, all right, those are two really tough opponents. Both those teams are now 6-2 and two on the year, and that's who Georgia Tech's going to play. Speaking of those two teams, Florida State and Miami, an excellent game over the weekend as Florida State wins 61-60, to 60, second meeting between these two schools. The first meeting was also decided by one point. However, on Saturday, if you checked your phone at halftime, you wouldn't have watched the second half because Florida State had a 43-19 to 19 lead at halftime. Florida State, again, had a 43-19 to 19 lead at halftime. Miami fought all the way back. The Hurricanes cut it to one with 39 seconds left to play. They got the ball back with eight seconds left in the game and missed what would have been a go-ahead and game-winning jumper to lose by one. Miami was never able to come back and get the lead but trailing 43-19 to 19 at half to come back and make it a one-point game in general is just super impressive. Caleb Mills finished with 16 points for Florida State in the win. NC State, a winner over Virginia, as NC State is now 10-10 and 10 on the year. Virginia falls to 11-8 and 8 overall. NC State defeats the Cavaliers 77-63. to 63. Notre Dame and Louisville. Louisville is going to be Duke's opponent coming up on Saturday. Duke takes on Clemson. Tomorrow, Clemson had a 75-48 win over Boston College. They play Louisville on Saturday, but Notre Dame knocked off the Cardinals. Notre Dame went on the road and beat Louisville by a score of 82-70. to Notre Dame is now 11-8 on the season, 5-4. No, excuse me. Louisville is now 11-8 on the season, 5-4 in ACC play. Louisville plays tonight at Virginia, and then they take on Duke coming up on Saturday. In the win, Notre Dame at 82 points. And then the result of the weekend, if you're a Duke fan that you absolutely loved, Wake Forest just beat the absolute snot out of North Carolina. The Demon Deacons defeat the Tar Heels 98-76. to Wake Forest scoring nearly 100 points. Jake LaRavia is an NC, or excuse me, an Indiana State transfer. He finished with 31 points for the Demon Deacons. They win by 22. North Carolina had 23 offensive rebounds. The Toreos had 23 offensive rebounds. They took 22 more shots than Wake Forest did, and yet they lost by 22 points as North Carolina falls to 12-6 and six on the year. 
They are four and three in ACC play. Because of some postponements in the schedule, North Carolina is getting ready to play tonight. They play on Wednesday and Saturday as well. A very busy week coming up for the Tar Heels. As that was our look around the ACC. Duke now is uh, behind Florida State and Miami. Both of those schools are six and two in the ACC because of the postponements that Duke has had to go through. The Blue Devils just five and two so far on the season. That's going to wrap up our show today. Coming up tomorrow, Matthew Travis, one of my good friends from Busting Brackets, formerly of BallDurham.com, also a producer for the Field of 68 College Basketball Network. Matthew Travis joins our show tomorrow. You can connect with me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore, and be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Blue Devils as soon as it's available each and every day. Now check out the Locked on ACC podcast. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go do. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.